We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizofia with you here. This is the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel, and I am your illustrious host. Yes, I'm using the word illustrious. I've <laughs> chosen that word. And, of course, my illustrious co-host, uh, he is also illustrious, is John McKechnie. Johnny boy, what's happening? Uh, you know, not, not a ton right now, but uh, I'm about to embark on, on a three-stadium uh, tour over the next week. I got uh, my first first uh, trip to Camp Randall tonight to see the Badgers play. Uh, next Friday, I'm going to be going to Wrigley Field uh, for the first time, and then uh, Saturday, uh, Notre Dame for the uh, Georgia game. So I'm I'm pretty stoked for this next week. Wow, these are words uttered by a young man with no responsibilities, or at least limited. You're darn right that it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. I'm just glad that, you know, it's September 1st now and you didn't get traded anywhere. I was a little worried because I heard you cleared waivers and I didn't want you to get dealt. Yeah, no, I, I think that the word was out that I'm a bad locker room guy, so... Uh, <laughs> This is true. This is true. And it's just the kind of locker room that I like to have. Let me tell you. All right. right. So uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's start stacking that locker room. Let's get to the Friday slate here. We still got baseball. It's not quite football yet. We've got uh, a lot more baseball to go here, but uh, just so you know, so everybody knows up front too, with the holiday coming next uh, Monday on Labor Day here, as we approach the weekend, uh, everyone's taking a day off. So there will be a, a podcast on Monday for MLB. So you're on your own. But I think that we've taught you well enough that you should know that by now and know what to do. But even we've so, given you the tools to be your own boss. That's right. Point. That's right. Like Enterprise now, rent a car. Something about fish and eating every day, or don't eat fish on Friday. So, something like that. I'm, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but it's it's somewhere in that vein. But you get the gist, everybody. And then uh, after that, starting on the following Friday, uh, we're going to be doing some football. Me and Johnny McKechnie. So you get us for baseball and football, which is. Really, you're lucky, right, John? I mean, they're lucky, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the double dip on Fridays, like, I, I don't know how else you'd want to start your weekend. 
I don't know. I know I'm going to have a nice cold beer and sit back and do a couple podcasts with you and uh, knock these out. It's going to be a good time. All right. I'm stoked. You Let's mentioned go. Clayton Kershaw, his triumphant return. He's going to be on a 75 pitch limit though. In this first start back, he's still $12,000 against the Padres. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, but I, I got to say hard pass, right? 75 pitches, even the Padres. I mean, I, I'm aware, but I'm going to pass for the 12K. What say you, Johnny boy? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, this is this is one where, you, where you'd think about it if, if Kershaw had been rolling, but this is, you know, him coming off of a lengthy DL stint uh, for a back issue. Uh, you know, he claims to, to have been fine for the last few days and everything. So, I mean, I, I don't doubt that he'll be sharp, but, you know, those 75 pitches, you know, you're, you're thinking – you know, probably six innings at the most you're getting out of him. So uh, you're, you're probably getting the quality start. You could be getting the win, although the, the Dodgers have hit the skids a little bit offensively uh, over the last week. Um, but 12,000 is just way too much. I mean, it, that it would just take a lot more than, than him coming off the DL uh, to really warrant this, especially with the pitch limit considered. Yeah, I, I can't get there. Not for tw- I mean, 12, 12, really, really algorithm, really. I, I question your, yeah. I'm mm. questioning the integrity of the algorithm there. I've Algorithm's said, drunk. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's got some sort of ties to Russia. That's all I'm saying. Just saying it. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm just putting it out there. Do what you will with it. But I, I really, I feel like that. I mean, the price would have to be somewhere around nine for me to get like, oh, okay, maybe I can get cute here. Especially when you look at the rest of the slate and there isn't, I think, a clear cut guy out there in cash games, which means it's the Wild West City, which means that, look, maybe this is more of a GPP night than a cash game night, but let's try to get the cash games under control. Let's start with your uh, Baltimore Orioles $8,700 Kevin Gossman, who has pitched better uh, this year, still inconsistent in the second half. I mean, the first half was dreadful. Second half has been better, but every now and then you get a bad start. I don't know if that makes him a cash game option. Garrett Cole, kind of the same, been better, but not always consistent. And then you got Jimmy Nelson at 85, who has pitched very well at home this year. Those home numbers are quite good. Uh, he's got the Nationals, though, which is not the easiest out in the world. So is there a, is there a, a guy you can justify here in cash games that you do want to get involved with? Yeah, I'm really, I really am probably trying to avoid uh, the cash game uh, considerations tonight, probably going more the GPP route because Gossman, um, he's, uh, like you said, uh, inconsistent. It, he's been better on the road than he has been at home. And, and uh, you know, the ball tends to fly out of Baltimore this time of year. Um, so I don't think that he's a particularly uh, safe bet. I, I, you know, Cole Hamels draws a little bit of interest, I, I guess, because, um, He's at home, and his numbers at home are, are a lot better. 304 ERA. Um, K rate, not what you would like to see, but that's kind of how it's been uh, across the board for Hamels this year. But uh, going against the Angels, I know they just kind of bolstered their lineup a little bit at the at the non-waiver deadline or at the waiver deadline. Um, but I still think Hamels would be an okay play. I, I don't think you want to touch Sonny Gray against Boston uh, when, when that game's in New York. Uh, I don't think he's been – all that great since coming over to New York. So really it's, it's kind of a minefield out there as far as like 
paying up for pitchers is concerned. And at first, I kind of liked Mike Clevenger, but you got to make sure that he's pitching uh, the this, the uh, second game for the night slate uh, mm-hmm. tonight instead of the first one because I think they're playing a doubleheader. So make sure that he's uh, actually eligible for this contest. First. Yeah, it's him and Carrasco today. I'm pretty sure that's, you know, uh, which one's going first. We'll see. It looks like Carrasco is in day one so far, but, you know, that's can change as well where, you know, taking care of this podcast right now. Uh, the other guy I want to throw in, let's talk about GPPs and $8,100 Louis Castillo for the Reds. I think this one has some appeal. Uh, the price is about right. 8,100 is pretty good. This is a guy that's got uh, five quality starts in his last six tries. He had one bad outing in Atlanta, but his last outing against Pittsburgh, nine strikeouts. He was fantastic against them. Now there does come that thing where you say, okay, Pitt team has seen him twice in a short period of time, sometimes that's a help. But at 8,100, I think I'm still willing to take that plunge. I think he has a fair amount of appeal. Uh, you also got Johnny Cueto coming off the DL pitching at home, but I, I can't get behind that one either. Uh, who's your favorite GPP arm tonight? If you had to go one single lineup, who's the guy for you? Um, I know that we, we've uh, bashed him in the in the past, because and rightfully so, but uh, maybe, hopefully, uh, Sean Manaya is coming back around a little bit, going against Seattle. Um, it's going to be on the road, of course, so that, that makes things a little bit tougher. Um, but at 6,100, you can really do so much with your lineup at that point. And, you know, if Manaya can uh, kind of continue to get back to, to his form where, where he's reliably going six-plus innings uh, and getting some strikeouts along the way, then, then I think that that sort of opens up uh, your roster for, you know, for a lot of, of uh, solid bats to go against the likes of a, of a Dylan G or, or something like that tonight. I'll tell you what, I think Clevenger, I think, is a lock for me. You're you're right about him. You know, the more I think about it, the more we're talking about, you know, what's left in Detroit. And I think the morale there already, I think, was a little down. Uh, I think you could see the frustrations oh, boiling They're going to be sleepwalking tonight. Yeah, I, I'm I'm starting to think that Clevenger pick is is the safer cash, the safest cash game play out there, you know, uh, right now. I mean, 8,500, that seems to be the most sense in that term for sure. So, all right. So those are your pitchers that we like. Let's go to the pitchers that we uh, like for the negative reasons, which is always a fun thing to do. Uh, there's a couple out there tonight. You got uh, the Colorado in play, which is another reason why maybe tonight with a Clevenger in cash games at 85, that's a, you know, a really helpful pay up for offense kind of a pitcher. You got Flaherty out there. You got Biagini out there. You got the Tyler Skaggs, Buck Farmer. I want to start with Buck Farmer. I want to go pick on the buck. Uh, because I think, you know, Cleveland's just going to have a field day with this kid today. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's really no question in my mind. Uh, Farmer Farmer is kind of a gas can. I mean, he, he's probably uh, the worst pitcher that, that Detroit throws out there on a semi-regular basis, and I think that's saying uh, quite a fair bit there. So, um, yeah. yeah, Farmer, so get after your, after your Cleveland bats today for, for sure. Um, I, I think also Dylan G., um, I, I wish that the the Royals offense had been producing a little bit better uh, of late coming into this show. So, so you could use uh, their bats against you with a little bit more confidence, but I think that uh, there's some Royals that are priced appropriately that we'll get to later uh, to where you can load up against G a little bit too. All right, let's go to catcher and let's start with Jan Gomes and Cleveland at 2,700 is a guy that's had two home runs in his last three games, six RBIs over that span and really starting to heat up a little bit. He's got a couple multi-hit games over the last week or so. Not a great option, but I think that middle of the road where you say, okay, there's a little bit of ceiling here because of the matchup of former, because you're going to get into the middle 
relief core, which is always something you want. Uh, I've been very positive about the Philly catcher situation. There's some cheap power to be had there. However, you mentioned Kansas City. Let's talk about the $2,400 Sal Perez. What's going on here? Our favorite guy's been dropped all the way to the bottom. Did the, all of a sudden, did the algorithm hear me talking about that, uh, talking smack about it and decided to give me a bone? Yeah, this is, yeah, it is. That is one of the more bizarre prices on the board. And it, it almost, it's so low that it almost feels like a trap. Um, but I, I do like this matchup even still, even with uh, the fact that he's kind of been struggling of late since coming back uh, from the injury. But it's, at the end of the day, it's still Dylan G uh, at Target Field. I think Perez uh, should be able to way outperform that price tag. I mean, if he, if he doesn't get you the three, three plus, uh, value there, then then I'd be really shocked, honestly. Yeah, and and I'm willing to take the chance. If I get caught in that trap, so be it. I think Yadier Molina at 32 is probably your safest guy in that mid range where you think, okay, look, he's just gonna get on base. He does what he does. Uh, yeah, maybe the upside's a little limited, but probably two to three times value against the returning Cueto, who's probably gonna be limited. Also, is not a terrible idea. I think that's a, a, a decent enough way to go. All right, let's go over to first base. Goldschmidt, top of the board in Colorado, 5,400. Normally, I would say, okay, see you later. But because this is not a huge cash game pitcher slate, we were spending 2K more than normal on a pitcher. We're not going up to 12 for Kershaw tonight. I don't see why Goldschmidt's not in play. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I think that, you know, both of us are intending to use pitchers, you know, in 8,200 or less. So that, that definitely makes uh, fitting Goldschmidt into your lineup, not just possible, but, but something where you can actually uh, have bats, you know, well north of 3,000 uh, pretty much strewn uh, all across your lineup as opposed to really having to pinch and get like your 2,300 guys. Um, so I do like Goldschmidt. It, really, my question for you is, is who do you – pair him with uh like you know cost wise because it, we've talked about it in the past and it feels like um the the sort of secondary characters on, on the on the diamondbacks uh can be extremely hit or miss it's like oh well actually chris owings was the play tonight brandon drury sorry about that he just gave you a zero um so i want to see uh, your opinion on on where else we can uh use some Diamondbacks because I think 5,400 is worth it for Goldschmidt, but I'd, I wouldn't want it as a one-off type of deal. I'd want to get the most out of my stack there. Well, I think a couple, I think it was last week you mentioned JD. I think yep. him and JD, him and AJ, you know, some combination of those two. I think that that's the safest in terms of guys with good on base percentages, guys who have some power upside guys who, you know, in Colorado and the same matchup against Freeland, I think are going to play well. But the, the irony is at 4,100, I'm going who's been fantastic has a great matchup against Buck Farmer, and it's $1,300 cheaper. Him, Bellinger at 4K against the Padres, that's another one you can get behind. I don't think this is a night to cheap out on offense. I, I think you're going to have to get some big names. Usually first base is a position we fade a little bit, and we can go down a little bit to that 36 range and get somebody just as good. But I don't think tonight, not with Goldschmidt and playing Colorado, uh, not with Encarnacion at the price he is, which is still very affordable. So I definitely think that you could stop there. Don't get cute at first base tonight. I don't think it's worth it trying to go play the Mark Reynolds route or, you know, even Ryan Zimmerman against Nelson. I don't think I would go there. I'd rather pay up, get a little bit uh, a little bit more floor, a little bit more upside, and both of those guys that we mentioned bring that. Uh, yesterday I mentioned Henley Ramirez, who's been hitting better also. He's at 33 against Sonny Gray, but just unnecessary. There's too much question mark there. So don't. You know, don't leave it to chance. That's what I'd say at first base. All right, let's go over to the other side of the diamond at third. 
We talk about some of these guys. You got Arenado also in that Colorado game at 4,500. Jake Lamb in Colorado at 43. Uh, Lamb hasn't been on our menu for a while now. And look, another Friday, another lefty, but it's in Colorado. At 4,300, I say pass. What say you, John? Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and you know, we'll we'll go to bat for Lamb, you know, pretty much almost any time. But uh, his numbers against left-handers are pretty bad across the board. Uh, so that, that's really something, too, where um, even with the, the tempting – uh, idea of, of getting some diamond back action uh, at Coors Field. I think that Lamb would be the one to, to leave out of your stack tonight. I, I just think that the, those numbers uh, against lefties have played out over the course of the season. This isn't something where he, he kind of struggled in April and then figured it out the rest of the way. He's been pretty bad consistently. Um, and I think that it's just too much uh, to really justify uh, using him in your lineup when, when say, you know, one of the hottest hitters in, in all of baseball over the last month, Eugenio Suarez, is $200 cheaper. Uh, Manny Machado is a guy that I recommended on yesterday's podcast. Came back with 18.2, good showing. He was my lock at third base. I think I will double dip there again, go back to the Machado well at third against Biagini. I think that's a perfectly good return on investment at 42. Not that expensive. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with that. Rendon in Milwaukee, I don't like as against Nelson as much, although he's not terrible. And then the other side of that Baltimore game, you got Donaldson in Baltimore. Um, Donaldson's price coming way down now. We're talking about a guy who's at the 3,400. Now it's against Gossman, but Gossman to me isn't a, a guy that I'm terrified of. And with three you've, walks, seen, you've seen plenty of Gossman. Yeah. He's pretty much owned him the entire time. So, I mean, and I know that you and I aren't like huge BVP guys, but uh, when it gets to a certain point of just complete – uh, uh, completely one-sided in a given matchup that's played out over time. I think it, it's something to at least mention. So I think Donaldson's numbers uh, with about 25 career at-bats against Gossman uh, hitting well over 300 with the OPS around nine. So it's not like completely, completely like hitting everything out uh, that he sees from Gossman, but it's it's really nice floor for, for a guy that's 3,400. Now, I know we mentioned Kansas City earlier, but I'm going to stay away from Moustakas at 31, even though the matchup is favorable against G. I'd rather have that $300 more for Donaldson. I think, you know, just a, a little bit better player there. Turner is in play, too, at 36 against the Padres. I'll, I'll throw that in there. But, again, because you don't have these double-digit pitchers that you need to put in cash games you can afford these guys this is not a hard thing to do and in some ways it makes the cash game a little bit easier you just got to know which bats to go for and again try not to get cute that's what we're trying to say here all right second base speaking of Brandon Drury top of the board at 45 what 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 happened here you know, just when I was giving the algorithm some credit, there it goes and turns turns heel on me right the, the there. Co- the course bump can just be uh, just way too much sometimes. And, uh, yeah, when, when a guy like Brandon Drury uh, is more expensive uh, than a guy like Brand- Brian Dozier, who's absolutely crushing it from the second base spot right now, um, that there's something off there. Yeah, Dozier is a, a far better investment, even though it's not in cores. Uh, also, Scope, always a good investment, too. We've talked about those guys a lot. Let's go down the board a little bit. Uh, I did mention uh, Daniel Murphy and Dean Gordon, whose price has been pretty pretty suppressed lately, and they're still pretty valuable. Uh, Pavetta and D. Gordon tonight. Pavetta's ERA at 6.5. D. Gordon was my lock second baseman yesterday, and yesterday returned 21 points. Hey, kids, look, winning you money here on the podcast. There you go, man. Uh, look, he's just running all over the place. He's in a good situation there right now where he's going to get on base. He's going to score some runs. I mean, does he have 40-point upside? No. But he does have 15-point upside, and I think that's something at 35 I can get behind. 
anybody else for you at second base that jumps out to you as a good return on investment potentially? Um, well, I wanted to get your opinion on, on uh, Robinson Cano in a second, but I think uh, it, just moving down the board a little bit, um, I do like Ed- Eduardo Nunez a, a fair bit at 3300 It feels like that that's that's a totally fair price for for the way that he's been producing since he got over to Boston, and I'm not particularly scared of Sonny, Sonny Gray, uh, especially not in Yankee Stadium. Um, but so 3300 for that one, but I mean, do you, does Cano's price at 3,100, uh, you know, give, give you some consideration can, even though he's going against a left-hander? It gives me consideration. Um, I wish it wasn't in Seattle. If this was another ballpark, a more favorable one, I would feel better about it. I feel like there's such a strong second base value here between Jose Ramirez, uh, who we haven't mentioned yet at 34, uh, you've got him, you've got Nunez, who you mentioned, you've got Murphy, you've got D. Gordon. That 35 to 34 range, even if you're doing a couple lineups tonight, you can swap those guys in and out and use some different, you know, little mini stacks if you want with Washington or, or even with um, Miami at top of the order for him too. I just think that's a better way. I'd rather pay for, you know, $300 more and not be cheap tonight because I don't have to. You know, I think when I'm squeezed, I think, okay, you know what? I'll take the chance on Cano. But if I'm not being squeezed in the pitcher side, there's no reason. No, that's a a fair point. Um, I I guess like the the one sort of other sub 3000 guy that that, um, would be worth considering at this spot is probably Neil Walker because it is in Milwaukee and he's going against, you know, Tanner Roark. It's not a, a Strasburg or Scherzer situation. So uh, I know, I know we've been harping on, uh, going, you know, expensive with your bats and you should, but if you do need, you know, to save two or 300 bucks at, at one spot, I think second base would be a fine place to do it. And I think Walker can, uh, can deliver, uh, the kind of value that you want, especially considering where he hits in that uh, Brewers lineup. All right, let's go over to shortstop. Yesterday's shortstop of the day was in the Baltimore stack along with Machado. It was Tim Beckham and he returned. 15.7. Yay. Hooray. It's a good day it. yesterday. Crushed it. Locked That's in. what happened. Solo Joe. Hashtag Solo Joe. Let's go. Did the podcast yesterday and uh, I did okay. Went left to my devices. Not bad. Uh, but Tim Beckham at 37. Uh, love him in Baltimore. Good hitters ballpark. Let's do it. Trey Turner is at 4,100. I want to talk about Turner because that was a guy yesterday that I said you could pass on. He had a 33-point night, so I was wrong about that. Um, he has come back. He has basically picked up where he left off, uh, and <laughs> looks pretty darn good. Yeah, the, sp- so- the speed's not in his wrist, so, you know, like there's no <laughs> rust there. See, that's where my downfall was. All my speed was in my wrists, and I had that carpal tunnel, and I was never as fast as <laughs> I used done. to Just done. Just um, done. But tonight is a night. I say pay up for Trey Turner. I'm good with that. You know, I, I'd say 4,100, lock him in. Let's do it. Even as a one-off. You could put him with a stack. You could put him with Murphy if you want. You can add some other guys, but I'm even fine Trey Turner solo. No, I, I like that too. And and I think that um, some people will see the, the 4,100 and be like, ah, no. And, and I think that, that that's being too hasty with their, with their reasoning there, especially, you know, like you say, if you put him in like a one-off context, um, that, that still works. And I feel like Turner probably still won't have a super high ownership uh, this evening as a result of his salary. So you can, you can kind of, uh, separate yourself somehow by, by still getting one of the more, uh, or one of the highest upside shortstops that you can possibly get here. All right. At 3,100, you got Brandon Crawford, you got DD Gregorius. So there are some names out there that are useful at shortstop. Uh, Doug Fister 
against the Yankees tonight. Uh, I, I would feel okay about those guys, you know, in terms of you do need to save, you don't want to pay up. I think that's the range of player I would drop down to at shortstop, but I don't want to drop down at first. I don't want to drop down at third. And there's a nice sweet spot in the mid range at second. So tonight it's go high with Trey Turner or it's go low with Didi and, and Crawford. I think those are the guys I feel good about anything else at shortstop pop for you where you think um, it's useful. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that, that, and I know I'd, I'd mentioned uh, Manaya earlier, but I'm a little bit surprised that, that uh, Gene Gene, the hit machine Segura is down uh, <laughs> this far below 3000. I know that he's kind of hit the skids of late, but I mean, that, that's one of the more quality uh, hitters. You know, he's near the top of the American League in terms of batting average, I'm fairly sure. So, um, you know, this is a guy that can get it turned around at any point. Um, and, you know, if you're a detractor of Manaya and you certainly have any reason uh, to be, I think that Segura at, at 2700 is an awesome value for, for your shortstop. All right, over 2.5 million players have won a cash game prize on FanDuel to take advantage of our special offer for new users Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RotoWire and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than $1 million in cash prizes with your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Void where prohibited. All right, Charlie Blackman, top of the outfield board at 5K, JD at 5K too, and Giancarlo Stanton, a discount, a discount at 4900 Against because, Pavetta. Uh, <laughs> Against Pavetta, which I got to say, I feel like you can keep your Colorado guys. I'll take my chances. I mean, he hasn't hit a home run in two days. So I, I guess been, he's yeah, due. It's been forever. It's, it's been, been just so long. I mean, he's so overdue, right? I mean, <laughs> all these guys at the very more top. More than three at-bats pass without him going yard, then something, something feels wrong. Oh, it's bananas, man. But I mean, I just – I'll take this power of Stanton right now with the, the run that Stanton's on. I think I'll, if I'm going to go all the way up to the top, I'll take his power over the Colorado effect. I'm just, yeah. that's how I feel right now. Now that might, you know, I know I don't take it away from Charlie Blackman. I mean, Charlie Blackman's a terrific player, but I don't know. What, what do you think? If, if you're going to go up to the top here, all these three are right around there. What do you do? Now I'm with you there. And, and you know, it's not like Arizona is necessarily throwing out, uh, an ace in their own right. So that this does set up pretty well for, for both Blackman and Martinez, but uh, Stanton at 4,900 um, again against Pavetta, who uh, has had some trouble keeping the ball in the yard uh, to an extent this year, um, you know, almost two home runs per nine innings. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty telling. And even though he can miss some bats some time uh, with, with like a strikeout rate, you know, around 10 batters per nine innings, uh, that still, that still doesn't really, uh, move the needle off of Stanton in any way. So you, you're definitely taking him as opposed to like a Mike Trout at 4,800 uh, who's going against an actually good pitcher uh, and Cole Hamels. Or if you wanted to drop down to A.J. Pollock um, and pair him uh, with Paul Goldschmidt, I know that's like a ton of your salary. It's it almost 9,000, I think, almost 9,000 even of your salary uh, devoted to those two spots. But I think that, that he's still worth it at this price. All right, let's talk about Mookie Betts at 4K. I think that's a very safe option there. Um, you know, somewhere around 9 to 12 points, you're going to get some return there. I think he can go 12 points easily. He's done that a couple of times, and that's just with a you know regular old game for him. Uh, how quiet's Aaron Judge been lately, too? I mean, we talk about a guy who is off the chart, right? You know, and then the second half after the All-Star break, it's, it's really come down to earth. You know, everyone's waiting for that home run. Like, you know, he's gotten his hits and all, but – 
I mean, you scroll down that game log, you got to go a long way before you hit the dinger land. I mean, it's been a while there. Is Fister the guy to get him right? Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty much off of judge at this point. Um, He's just constantly striking out, uh, you know, breaking records for striking out in consecutive games. Uh, And then when you have Benintendi on the other side of that, uh, at the same price, who's actually been producing and draws a platoon advantage uh, tonight, um, it's hard for me to to uh to go away from benintendi uh, and go for judge even with doug fister because sneakily doug fister has been like annoyingly good lately and i think that <laughs> and even if you're annoyingly good right now that's enough to get aaron judge out i wish buxton wasn't dealing with a hand issue because in 3700 yeah, I, I would go there he's been so good uh in this last month or so and you know that's one of those spots where you know, it's, it's a, it's a shame. Like every time he gets going, there's always something else. It seems to be the issue with him. All right. Uh, you've got Yasiel Puig at 35 against the San Diego Padres. Puig probably more of a GPP play. I don't think he has enough floor to really interest you. You got Adam Duvall at 3,400 against, uh, Cole, uh, Garrett Cole. Um, looking around to this slate too. Uh, is there anybody else here when you try to look at the lower cost outfielders, maybe trying to save a little money, although we don't have to tonight. Is there a guy that you want to justify that might be a good start in terms of return on investment? Um, I think if you go with a mini stack of Starling Marte and Andrew McCutcheon, uh, Marte checking in at 3,100, McCutcheon somewhere around like 28, I believe. Uh, You know, those are two guys, or 2,700, sorry. Uh, So that's really low for McCutcheon. And and they're going against uh, Flaherty, who I believe is making his uh, major league debut tonight. So there might be some some sneaky pirates in play tonight. Um, And, you know, I think it starts with McCutcheon and Marte. Uh, yeah, McCutcheon and Marte going against Luis Castillo tonight. Oh, the, my fault. Uh, no, that's okay. No, but I'm glad you mentioned it, actually, though, too, because I'm glad, you know, we all, you know, believe it or not, guys, we all make mistakes, all of us, every now and then. I mean, it's not like we're not covering 12,000 sports right now between NFL stuff, John's doing college football and baseball, and I'm doing a million things. We all make mistakes, all right? Just calm down. Stop with the tweeting. Don't tweet. We corrected <laughs> it right away. Calm down. But I do want to mention Jack Flaherty, okay? If you've got uh, just – you know, money to burn and you want to make a Jack Flaherty lineup and go all the way to the top. I'll say this about Flaherty. The ERA has been spectacular this year. He's pitched well when he got promoted into the PCL at AAA, and that's not easy to do. The ERA was dazzling at AAA. And then on top of that, the fact that he's not wearing down here as the season progresses is a really good thing. Going against Cueto, who's probably not long for this game, first game back, he's probably going to be a little bit limited in terms of pitch count. Right. And an offense that's not great. Now, it doesn't have a lot of strikeouts in that offense, but still not a great offense. At 5,800, as a dart throw, multiple GPP lineup type scenario, I would do a Jack Flaherty lineup if I had the money to burn and that's what I was doing. I think it's worth it. I think you can get a quality start out of them and a couple decent strikeouts. So, I'm with you there. I mean, you, you know, I'm sold anytime you, you suggest using a pitcher against the Giants, but you know, especially when, when you toss in the fact that uh, we're seeing a case where the talent – um, isn't matching the the price necessarily just because there there's you know the the unknown factor of how he will uh, actually adjust right. uh, to to major league hitting but you know it it's getting the start uh, in a low pressure situation out you know he's he's going to be on the road in a big pitcher's ballpark I think that that definitely you know should help uh, matters for him as well so now I could I could see the case for Flaherty I think he made a good one. 
Yeah, uh, like I said, go check out the numbers. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, Flaherty's been very strong. And, you know, a lot of young pitchers start to wear down at this point in the season. But, you know, the year before he threw 135 innings. This year he's up to 148. So it should be a decent enough. And, again, the double-A this year, 1-4-2 ERA over 10 starts at triple-A in the PCL. 15 starts with a 2.74 ERA. That is spectacular. He's got a K per nine. He limits the walks. Flaherty is, is I think, even more than a dart throw tonight. I think that's a guy that in GPPs you can put in play tonight, and you could really just go balls to the wall. You want to talk about getting Stanton in a line? <laughs> you want to talk about getting Blackman in a line? You can yeah, do that. Stanton, Goldie, and, and Pollock. Yeah, I mean, you could go Somehow all the way around with that. Yeah, pretty much. All right, that'll do it. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnny McKex. You can follow me at Joe Pizzo PS17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy.